Hi, I'm Pastor Corey, and you're listening to the Orange United Methodist Sermon Podcast. We're a church in Chapel Hill, North Carolina, that wants to help you find your place in God's story. And we hope this sermon can guide you along that path. Visit orangemethodist.org to find out more information about location, service times, upcoming events, and ways to give. We hope you enjoy. Our scripture this morning comes from the book of Isaiah, chapter 5, verses 1 through 7. Hear now God's word. Let me sing for my beloved my love song concerning his vineyard. My beloved had a vineyard on a very fertile hill. He dug it and cleared it of stones, and he planted it with choice vines. He built a watchtower in the midst of it and hewed out a wine vat in it. He expected it to yield grapes, but it yielded wild grapes. And now inhabitants of Jerusalem and people of Judah judge between me and my vineyard. What more was there to do for my vineyard that I have not done in it? When I expected it to yield grapes, why did it yield wild grapes? And now I will tell you what I will do to my vineyard. I will remove its hedge, and it shall be devoured. I will break down its wall, and it shall be trampled down. I will, make to it a wa- I will make it a waste. It shall not be pruned or hoed, and it shall be overgrown with briars and thorns. I will also command the clouds that they rain no rain upon it. For the vineyard of the Lord of hosts is the house of Israel, and the people of Judah are his pleasant planting. He expected justice, but saw bloodshed, righteousness, but heard a cry. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Good morning. I'm Adam Seat, lead pastor here at Orange, and I'm thankful to have this opportunity for us to be together, whether those that are here in person and those that are joining us online. Let's go to God in prayer. Lord God, in your grace and mercy. You welcome us here in this time. We come just as we are, and we come ready to receive your holy presence. And so, Lord, pour out upon us now your Holy Spirit. As we receive these these words, may your Holy Spirit transform the words that proceed from my mouth, and as they fall upon our ears and penetrate our hearts, may they be changed into the word of God that we need to hear today as individuals and collectively as one body. Lord, we pray this in the name of Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, and all of God's people said, amen. I can remember exactly where I was and what I was doing 30 years ago this past Monday, because 30 years ago this past Monday was our wedding anniversary. And I know exactly what Jennifer and I were doing that day, but in that morning in particular, I remember exactly what I was doing because my dad and I were going yard sale shopping. We had, we had planned out the day. We received the newspaper, and for some of you may not remember what a newspaper is. It's something that was delivered to our house. It would have all the news, and they would have ads in there, and people that were having yard sales would, would list that they were having a yard sale. They might even list some of the items that they were going to be having for sale to attract people to their house. And so my dad and I were prepared to go all around Roanoke Rapids and to search out to find a table and chairs a kitchen table and chairs for Jennifer and I were going to be moving into a duplex as she was preparing to start law school and we were needing to furnish that duplex and the last thing we needed was a kitchen table and chairs. So that morning, my dad and I went 
from yard sale to yard sale to yard sale. We were unsuccessful, but the marriage still took, and I'm thankful for that. You know, when you go yard sale shopping or even you go to a thrift store, you will find all kinds of items that at some point in time someone acquired and they thought that they were going to use. It's amazing how many of the items you'll see still have the price tags on them. But they will have acquired all kinds of items that maybe at one time they thought they would use and maybe they did even use it. But at some point in time, they got to a point that those items they no longer needed. Maybe those items were no longer beneficial. Maybe those items even somehow were causing harm. And so you can find all sorts of things at yard sales that at some point in time, either somebody bought or they received as a wedding gift and 20 years later, they're finally ready to get rid of it. You have all kinds of things. I mean, just this week, I was going through something here at the church and I found something, you may not be familiar with this, but it was called a landline phone. Any, <laughs> any of you recognize that? Remember those? I mean, they have these cords that you could stretch and have to be tied to. We hardly even use a rotary dial. I did not find a rotary dial phone here at the church. That probably, probably got rid of that last week. You can find all kinds of things around lamps, kitchen appliances. Maybe at one time you thought that you were really going to use that Instant Pot, Instapot, or maybe that air fryer. You had heard such great things, and so you jumped on and you got it. But you never really used it. And so we find that there are all kinds of things in our lives that maybe they are no longer needed, they're no longer beneficial, or maybe even causing some harm. And I found that as I get older, it's not just the things that I have, but it's the things that I eat or take in that I'm finding I'm having to get rid of some of those things. Some of you might be able to relate to being told to maybe lay off a little bit of the salt to reduce your sodium intake, or maybe you've had to cut back on some of the sugar or artificial sweeteners, or maybe cut back on red meat or change your diet. There are certain things that at one time we did and we took in, but we have to change. We have to let go. We have to let go of some of those things. Maybe it's caffeine. That will never be something <laughs> that I'm able to let go. Maybe it's not just the things that we, we have and collect and take on or, or the things that we intake, but sometimes it's even the things that we do. Things that we do that have occupied a part in our life, something that has just almost taken over. I mean, think about how much time we spend looking at a television screen. It's almost something that I don't even want to think about to recognize how much time I may binge watch something or watching sports on TV. It's fruitless. It brings no joy. Or how much time do we spend on social media with our friends on there? We're seeing all these beautiful lives, and it's just eating away at our own lives. Or how about, this one I get a little nervous bringing up, how much time do we spend looking at our maybe mobile devices, in particular, playing some of those games? Whether it might be something like Farmville or Wordle, or dare I even say it, and Jennifer, don't throw anything, Candy Crush. <laughs> the amount of hours that consume our lives, we let these things into our life, whether it's possessions, things that we own, things that we take in, or even things that we do. We let these things come into our lives, and it takes such 
hold of in our life that it prevents a life being fulfilled in the way that God really intended it. I love this passage of scripture that we read this morning. And as we're continuing in the summer series that we're doing called Stones of Remembrance, taking a look at different times that rocks or stones are utilized in scriptures. Here we have this familiar passage where God is referring to Israel once again as a vineyard, something God has done over and over through the scriptures. And take a look at all that God has done to prepare this vineyard. He's found a fertile hill. He's dug it up and removed all of the stones that might impede the growth of the vineyard. He has planted the choicest of vines. He's built a watchtower, very likely with the stones that have been removed from the ground and to, to look out to protect this vineyard. And he's even hewed out a wine vat so that these choice grapes that come forth from this vine don't even have to be transported somewhere else to be able to produce the wine, that it could be right there on the spot. God has expected this vineyard to produce some good juice, some great grapes. But instead, what he receives are wild grapes, or as in other translations, it might even say bad fruit. Isaiah is calling it out. That these rocks that have been removed, it's still, instead of all the things that have been removed, they've taken on the weeds. And their life is not what God had fully intended. For us, I see our lives so many times become occupied by those things that take hold. Those things that we even, it's about acquiring things, or it's about receiving things, or it's about even doing things. But all it is, is it becomes these stones that prohibit the vineyard to truly grow and to produce the fruit that God has always intended. We allow so many things and we carry so many burdens that do not belong to us. We carry so many other issues and things in our lives that God just wants the good grapes to grow. God has prepared it and we just let it go fallow. So many times that which God has already begun a work within us, we try to continue to let the wild grow from within. But God says, come unto me, all ye who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And when we come to God, we begin to remove these stones that we built up that prohibiting the good grapes from growing. That's a hard step. That's a hard thing to begin to let go of some of those things that have become such a part of our lives. But it's still inhibiting us from being what God truly wants us to be. We first got to take that step to begin to release the stones, to remove the stones so that we might live the life that God has intended. Back during the time of the pandemic, my son Aaron was in school at East Carolina University and everything, like every other university, it shut down and everything was online. And so instead of Aaron keeping in his apartment in Greenville, we, we encouraged Aaron to come home and to live at home where we wouldn't have to be paying additional utilities and everything else. And so Aaron came home, and when Aaron was at our house, he had an idea. He said, Dad, I want to build, a, I want to make a garden for you in the backyard. I didn't want a garden. 
My dad and mom would have gardens when I was a kid. I remembered how much I hated having to go out and pull weeds and toil in the garden. I didn't want a garden. And Aaron said, oh, no, Dad, it's going to be great. I'll make this garden, and you can have tomatoes. We'll have some watermelon. You can have all kinds of things. It's going to be awesome. I'm like, but, son, I don't want a garden. But he said, no, Dad, I want to do it. I want to do it for you. And I'm, the thing is, I knew he might be there for a period, but he was going back to school at some point. And then I'd be stuck with a garden. I didn't want a garden. But sure enough, Aaron was determined. And so Aaron got out in the backyard and by hand, I mean, he just started digging. I had a spade. I had to go buy a pick. He had a hoe because we, we certainly didn't have anything to till the soil. And if you know anything about the soil in this area, it's hard packed clay. And so Aaron was out there in the yard, and my yard has, has so many rocks. There's so many stones. And so I'd see him out there, and he'd be working in July of 2020. I mean, the heat, it was, I, I just see him out there doing it. He's so dirty, covered head to toe in dirt. And I felt bad. And my father could only take but so much of watching him be out there doing it. And so eventually I got out there and we're helping to move all the stones and have, helping them to break up all the soil as much as we could. And we went and bought topsoil and, and covered all the clay that was there with this topsoil. And if you know anything about it, as soon as it rained the first time, almost all the topsoil was gone. But we planted, we spent all this time, we planted tomatoes, we planted green beans, we planted watermelon, we planted pumpkins, we planted so many different things. Absolutely none of it grew. <laughs> Nothing. None of the fruit that I was looking for was there. But I realized what the fruit was, was the time that I spent with my son. Spending in that time toiling in that labor together, working together, sweating together, probably saying a few choice words together. But that fruit came from that first step of stepping out to join him, to remove those stones. We let so many other things take over our lives. And God is wanting the good fruit to grow within your life. We've got to be willing, though, to take that first step to remove those stones, to allow the space for that to even happen. It won't happen until we take that step to remove the stones that we have built up in our lives. So today, come, come unto him, all ye who are weary and heavy laden. Those burdens that we bear, bring it to him and he will give you rest. Today, begin to remove those stones that we have allowed into our lives so that the good fruit that God intends may come forth. Let us pray. God of grace and God of mercy, we give thanks for the many ways that you call unto us as your people. You call unto us to be beacons of hope in a community. You call unto us to be people seeking righteousness and justice in the world around us. Far too many times we allow ourselves instead to be focused just on us. The things that we have, the things that we do. But you call us to something more. 
So God, today, whatever those burdens are that we've allowed into our life, whatever those stones are that are hindering us from truly bearing the fruit that you have intended for within us, God, may we take that first step today to remove those stones in our life. Lord, we bring it to you. We lay it before you so that we might be those people that can help change a community, help change a world through the way that we serve and love you. So God, may we be willing to remove those stones that we have allowed in our lives. We pray this in the name of Jesus and through the power of the Holy Spirit and all of God's people said, amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon. Please join us again next week. In the meantime, you can find us online at orangemethodist.org.